I'm Bishop Sherman Young. Each week, the Word Break podcast answers questions about God, faith, and other spiritual issues. Here is this week's message. When things get hard, don't break down, break through. That's how I want to close the faith series. Don't break down. Break through. Exodus 14, verse 13 and 14. Don't break down. Break through. Exodus 14, 13. And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. I want to tie that to Psalms 46, verse 10 and 11. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Now, Exodus 14, 13, Moses said to the people, and I'd like for you to repeat this after me, do not be afraid, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, repeat Psalm 46, 10 after me, please. Be still and know that I am God. That's what I want to argue with you. Don't break down, break through. Following God's directions is a precious thing, and yet we can end up in terrible places following God. That's what we learn in Exodus 14. Israel is following God. Moses hears from God when they are leaving the promised land and the first GPS is actually used, godly positioning systems. God says to Moses, turn here and go where I send you. When you get a chance at home or wherever, if you would read Exodus 14 from the top, It says, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and encamp before Pi-Hiroth between Migdon and the sea over against Baal-Sephon. Before it shall you encamp by the sea. Now, Israel had just left Egypt on their way to the promised land. 
the Lord told them, two million people following Moses, turn here and go to Pi-Hiroth between Migdon and the sea and against Baal-Zephon. Now, where he told them to go was a trap. There were huge mountains on both the right and the left. The Red Sea was in front of them, and Pharaoh's army was behind them. They were trapped. Have you ever felt trapped like you couldn't get out? No matter which way you turned, it seemed that you were hemmed in. But they got in the trap following God. There's some idea that if God is leading us, that it's always going to be in perfect and pleasant places. That's not true. Following God can cause you to wind up in places that you cannot understand. That is a part of the genius, the wisdom of God. That God will use what seems helpless to us for his glory. And they followed God and ended up in a place of peril. That's why the verse that we read is so important. And it starts out by saying, don't be afraid because they had the reason to fear. But they were in a place when there was no obvious answer. What do you do in life when you don't know what to do? When you are in a place that you cannot see an answer and the truth is there is no answer to be found. That's where they were. What do you do when you've gone as far as you can go and you have put up with as much as you can put up with. And no matter how hard you've tried, things have only gotten worse. How are we to respond in times like that, times of strife? Well, here's what Moses said, God said, do stand still. And stand still actually means stand your ground or stand firm. Moses said to the people, I'll read it to you again, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. But you do recognize that God can't save me unless I'm in trouble. That God can't do a miracle for me unless I'm in trouble. So right before a miracle, there is always peril. There's always hurt there's always trouble if I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord it must mean that I have been set up in order that God can show out that I am in a position where God can get glory but that position is not glorious for me at the time that I have to be there so he said you stand still and see he said because the Egyptians you see today you will never, ever see them again. That God wanted to wipe out Pharaoh and his military, but the way to do that was to put Israel in a place where the trap was not for Israel, but for Pharaoh. 
that God will use me in order to bring change in the world when it comes to the evil of others. And as a Christian, we need to understand with God, nothing is impossible. Can you say that with me, please? With God, what? Nothing is impossible, but some things sure are aggravating. It's not impossible. Whatever the sickness, it's not impossible. Whatever the financial despair, it's not impossible. Whatever you're dealing with in your home, in your family, change is not impossible. But it can be aggravating. It can be torturous. It can be painful. But God will do it in its own time. I just want to talk about two things here and I'm ready to go. Stand still. Why? Because it's God that placed you there. How did they get in that trap? How did they get in that hard place? God placed them there. I don't know about you, but I firmly believe that wherever I am, God has something to do with it. I don't really believe in coincidence. I don't believe really that something just happened because it happens. I believe when you're a child of God, he is aware of everything we go through every minute of every day of our lives. I believe that even when things don't feel right, God is still involved. Even when I'm in a place in my life that is hurting me and painful for me, I believe somewhere in it, God is going to get the glory. I don't think that we go from in life day by day and we just wind up in certain places. Wherever you are in your life today, look for God right where you are. I know maybe some of you say, well, I've seen better times. I've seen easier times. I've seen more money. I've had better jobs. But wherever you are in your life today, please know the Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I wish I had a Bible reader. I don't have to get up every morning and ask God to order my steps. My steps are already ordered by the Lord. God not only knows what I'm doing today, he knows what I'll be doing one year from today. And then he knows what I'll be doing five years from today. My steps are ordered by the Lord. But when you talk about the Lord ordering your steps, the pathway is not always smooth. It's not always pleasant. There are some potholes on the road. There are some rocks on the road. You know what I figured out? Life happens. Whether you expect it to happen or not. I said life happens. You go to the doctor and you get a report you, you didn't even anticipate. You, you, you start your day off and average day you get a phone call you didn't expect. Somebody sends you a text message that really you didn't think would ever happen. Life happens. But wherever your life is today... God is there. So God placed you there. And what we need to do is stop looking for exits and start looking for God. A lot of times in the pressure of life, we struggle and make ourselves more and more frustrated trying to solve the problem rather than turn it over to the problem solver. And so we end up broke, we end up busted, we end up brokenhearted because we're trying to fix it ourselves. I had to learn that. You've had to learn that, especially those of you who are chronic rescuers. 
You try to rescue everybody. Try to rescue your grown children. Rescue your grown daughter. You try, to, you try to rescue other folk in the family. Try to rescue your friend. You think that God put you in the world in order to rescue everybody. But the truth is you only get more and more frustrated because although you may give up your life for others, they will not give up their life for you. You got to recognize that God did not put me here to solve everybody's problems. But rather, wherever I am, God can use me in order to make a difference. So stop looking for the exits and just start looking for the Lord. Because once I locate the will of God in whatever situation that I am in, then I can be blessed. That's what Paul tried to write. And wrote in the book of Philippians, he said, I've learned in whatsoever state I am to be content. I figured out that the secret to life is not getting what I want, but wanting what I have. I figured out that the secret to life is that I can adapt and adjust to whatever I need to adapt and adjust to if I put my faith in God. I notice people that live in different climates. I've been to some of the frigid climates of the world of course in Canada it's more frigid and then I've been right at the equator in Africa and I find human beings in both places there are people that adjust to below zero temperatures there are other people that adjust to temperatures being over a hundred degrees every day because God has given us the ability to adapt and what you may have to learn to do is rather than fight and be frustrated trying to change your circumstance is to learn how to bring faith to your circumstance. Stop looking for the exits and look for God because when you pray, when you're in a struggle, God will do one of three things. He will conquer it. Can you say conquer it? He will change it. Will you say change it? Or he will call you to continue in it. Can you say continue? When I have something going on in my life, God can use me to conquer that thing. Or he will use me to change that thing. Or he will call on me to continue in that thing and celebrate him all the while that I'm continuing in it. To celebrate his goodness. Have you learned yet? How to celebrate in the midst of adversity. Have you learned how to celebrate in the midst of pain? Adversity will take you out if you let it. It will break you down if you let it. Adversity, trouble, and trial will wipe you out if you let it. But what you've got to learn to do is laugh at the devil. Because the joy of the Lord is the strength of the believer. And if I learn how to keep my focus on God, God will give me the ability to handle whatever I need to handle. And when two million Israelites are in a trap, in trap between mountains on both sides, a sea in front of them, and a pursuing an army that is enraged behind them and God said stand still what about fight back no stand still what about run no stand still stand still and see the salvation of the Lord but then when I put that with Psalm 4610 
Be still and know that I am God. I want you to notice something. Exodus said, stand still. Can you say, stand still? That means don't be afraid, don't run. Don't be afraid, don't run. Have courage. But then Psalm said, be still. Which has more to do with what's going on in my heart. Stand still is the position of my body. Be still is the position of my soul. Stand still means that I'm not going to run. Be still means I'm not going to worry. I wish I had a witness. Stand still means that I have learned to face my problems. Be still means that I know how I'm going to face my problems. I'm not going to let them see me sweat. I'm not going to break down and cry. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to put it all in God's hands. Because check this out. In Exodus, it is stand still and see. Where in Psalms, it is be still and know. I don't have a witness here. When I stand still, I'm going to see God work it out. Does anybody need to see him work it out? But when I be still, I know he's going to work it out. Now the difference is, Moses said, you will see his salvation today. But in Psalms, David didn't say when you were going to see it. He just said, know that he's going to work it out. I wish I had a witness here. See, something, Moses said, be, stand still, see what God is going to do today. I can't promise you today your life is going to change. I can't promise you today your life is going to get any better. I can't promise you today your money is going to get better. Stop being so funny. I can't promise you today that your health is going to get any better. I can't promise you today that, that your living conditions are going to get any better. But if you be still and know, then understand it may be today, it may be tomorrow, it may be next week, it may be next month. But be still until the answer comes. I feel like preaching this. I wish you could help me a little bit. Now, here's what I did. I took different translations of the Bible and I found some other keys to this. As a matter of fact, I was going through a real dark time several years ago. And we all go through dark times. Have you figured that out yet? Stop thinking that you're the only one. Everybody on your row right now has been through something just as bad as what you've been through. Now, they may not have not been through the same identical thing or something similar, but in their world, in their circumstance, they have cried themselves to sleep many nights just like you. They have gotten up in the morning and not wanted to go to work just like you. They have had to deal with family members that were ornery, contrary, mean, just like you. They've been stabbed in their back by people they trusted, just like you. They have had to face a frowning world with little joy in their hearts, just like you. And I'm just like you. I went through a season so dark, and I was reading through the Bible. Have you ever tried to read through the Word? When life really gets hard on you. I'd finished the New Testament and I was going through the Old Testament. And I ran up on Psalm 46 and 10. Anybody here know what a rhema word is? A rhema word is when you're reading the written word. But you read a verse and it's like it was in the Bible just for you. 
Oh, I don't have any help here. All right, let, let me put it like this. You know, when you listen to the radio and you just, especially when you're young and you're going with somebody and you just broke up with them, isn't it funny that when you, when you turn on the radio, the song they're playing is your song? Everything they're saying in that song is just the way you feel. I don't have a witness here. I mean, it's, 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 it's unreal sometimes that you talk to a friend and something jumps out of their mouth that is just what you needed to hear at that minute. Well, that's what your Bible is. Your Bible is not just a history book. Thank God it's got some history in it. But your Bible is a personal book for you. So that when you're going through something, you can read the word and the word will start ministering to your trouble. Oh, I don't have anybody here that just had to read until they found something to help them through their trial. I wish somebody here was like me. Sometimes you just lay the Bible on your chest. Just feeling like it's going to heal your heartache and what you're going through. And I found Psalm 4610 and I knew when I read it. God put that in the Bible for me. Be still and know that I am God. So you know what I did? I, 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 that was the King James Version, but I happened to be reading the New American Standard Version. And the New American Standard Version put it like this. Cease striving and know that I am God. Seek. Say that with me, please. Cease striving and know that I am God. Because what, what do we tend to do when we're going through stuff? We let it build up strife inside of us. Come on, blood pressure going up. Anger level going up. Come on now. When you're going through some emotions have gotten raw. Can't nobody stand to be in the room with you. You cut everybody's head off, walks in that room. I wish I had some help. Anger level rising. Come on now. All the adrenaline giving you a stomach ache. All of a sudden now you're sick. Strife can destroy you. Strife, whether you believe it or not, can cause problems, serious problems with your health. Heart trouble, cancer even, can happen when you got a lot of internalized strife. But here's what the word says, cease striving. When I read that, it's like that word, it was a rhema. It jumped off the page and jumped into my heart. But my heart was still hurting. So you know what I did? I took a pen and paper and I started writing. See striving and know that I'm God. See, sometimes you can know the truth, but the truth that you know still doesn't help you because you won't let it get root in your heart. You're hurting so bad or you got so much going on until you read it, you know what God says, but you just can't get past the pain. I don't have a witness here. 
So the way I learned to get past the pain was to write it and 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 write it. Cease striving and know that I'm God. Cease striving and know that I'm God. Cease striving and know that I'm God five times. Cease striving and know that I'm God ten times. Cease striving and know that I'm God twenty-five times. Cease striving and know that I'm God forty times. Cease striving and know that I'm God sixty times. Cease striving and know that I'm God eighty times. One hundred times I wrote. Cease striving and know that I'm God. Cease striving and know that I'm God. Cease striving and know that I wrote it enough until I start believing it. And then I put it up on my mirror in the bathroom. Cease striving and know that I'm God. I put it up on the refrigerator. I wish I had a witness. Behind the little magnet. So every time I open that refrigerator door, what did I see? Cease striving and know that I'm God. A couple of weeks ago, I was preaching over at Beulah and I wanted to sing a particular song and I like this song but sometimes my memory messes with me and I get the words wrong and I could I tried all morning to get that song right in my head and when I was going over it and I couldn't get it right you know what I did I took a piece of paper and I started writing out the right words why why because I'm getting it down in my heart baby let me tell you maybe you need to write some verses out Instead of just reading it, maybe you need to write it until you own it, until it becomes a part of your life, or better yet, until it owns you. Oh, I couldn't sleep well that night until I finished writing, cease striving and know that I'm God. I was trying to work it out, but it was working on me. I wish I had a witness. But when I realized that God was God and I didn't have to strive over it anymore and turned it over to him, I stopped striving. Somebody, somebody help me with this. Say this, cease striving and know Oh, see, it's all in what you know, not what you heard, what you know, not what you believe. It didn't say cease striving and believe that I'm God. Uh-uh, you, you, you can't get nowhere believing. You got to know. See, Moses said, stand still and see. The salvation of the Lord. Why? Because it wasn't nothing else they could do. Moses put the rod out. The Red Sea divided. They went through the sea. Got to the other side. Pharaoh and his military came down in the sea. And the sea closed. They saw the salvation of the Lord. You ever seen God work it out? But don't you know if you see him work it out enough. Eventually you ain't got to see it. You just know Oh, I'm going to preach this till I get a witness. Listen, after I've seen so much in my life, I know he's going to work it out. That's mature faith. Mature faith says, I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know what method God is going to use, but I know he's going to work it out. It may be today, it may be tomorrow. The truth is, whenever he works it out, it'll be all right with me. But I know, I wish I had some help here. Growing up with old people really helped me. Because as a young Christian, I wanted to see more than I was seeing. 
I wanted to see more miracles. I wanted to see God work. And I would go in and talk to my hundred year old mother and she would tell, tell me about what she knew about the Lord. Now she didn't have the education that I had. I'm, I'm a college man. My mother only got to the third, fourth grade. And in the fourth grade, she helped me with my homework till I got to the fourth grade. And she couldn't help me anymore after that. She understood arithmetic, but she didn't understand mathematics. She never heard the word algebra. I don't have a witness here. She didn't know anything about trigonometry. She didn't know nothing about all of those fancy numbers. All she knew was two plus two equals four. And four times four is 16. She had enough to get started. But her life experience was where her faith was rooted. Too many of y'all trying to build your faith on what you learned in school or what you read in a book or what you heard at church. The best teacher is your life experience. If God brought you out, you're scheduled to come out of this. If God delivered you in the past, you're going to be delivered in the future. If God healed you back then, he is healing on you right now. If God answered your prayer yesterday, he's answering your prayers right now. Cease striving. Boy, I'm getting happy. I got to close this. I said, cease striving. I wish you'd elbow somebody and tell them, cease striving. Listen, quit your worrying. Quit your trying to work it out. Stop analyzing it. I got sick. I was trying to figure this out and that out because I eat pretty right. Not all right. Neither do you. I get a little gravy and grease every once in a while. You know, I try to get my exercise in two, three miles a day. That's better than some. I'm trying to get my size down to Rube. Where's Rube? I'm trying to be like Rube. Rube is my inspiration. He can be that little. I can be little. Him and Cedric Brooks, I feel fat when I'm around both of them. But I got sick for a couple of days. And I was in the presence of the nurse, and I said, Well, I do this and that. But what, what? And finally, the nurse looked at me and she said, Sir, stop analyzing it. What happened to you can happen to anybody, whether their health is bad or good. Maybe some stuff happens to you, it's just going to happen. So stop trying to figure it out. And just find the Lord. Because the Lord has a reputation that's infallible. What do you mean by infallible? I mean the old church used to say he can do anything but fail. That's what you call infallible. Matter of fact, God has been working in every life in this room. And haven't given either any two of us the same thing. What he did for me is not what he did for you. What he did for you is not what he did for your neighbor. Because God is able to change any situation. See striving. And know. When you know what you know. I'm trying to close now. I say when you know what you know. 
I'm trying to close. I'm trying to close now. I know today is Sunday. I didn't even have to look at the calendar this morning. I know today is Sunday. You know how I know today's Sunday? Yesterday was Saturday. Now, ever since I've been in the world, Sunday comes behind Saturday. I know I'm in Carver Church. I don't have to read it on a program or see it on the door. I know I'm in Carver Church. The same way you know today is Sunday and you know where you are, you're supposed to know that God is God. And whatever is going on in you, on you, or around you, he's got it in control. But Deacon Cole, I didn't stop there. I like that sea striving to know that I'm God. But I'm also a fan, Tiffany, of the Amplified Bible. So I said, I wonder what that verse says in the Amplified Bible. And when I turn to the Amplified Bible, it says, let be and be still. And know that I'm God. Repeat after me. Let be. And be still. Mm -hmm. See, some of y'all won't let it alone. You keep picking at it. You keep running back to it. Checking on it. Let it be. Sometimes in life, you have to let stuff be. You're not going to fix everything. You're not going to make everybody love you. I don't have a witness here. You're not going to make everybody appreciate you. You're not going to get back in your life what you've given out to others. I've known some people that want to sell their car and the market value of the car is 5000 and they're selling it for 8000 And when you ask them, why are you selling it for so much more? Well, I got the oil changed every 3,000 miles. Well, I just put some tires on it about four months ago. Well, I put some new belts. I gave it a turn. No, wait a minute. I'm not going to pay you for everything you've done. You don't get back in life what you give away. And for you to think that people are cheating you because they don't give back to you what you've given to them, let it be. And may I remind you, if man paid you back, for everything you've given, what is there for God to give you? Because the truth is, I'd rather be rewarded by God than be recompensed by man. I don't have a witness here. If I give out $10, you may give me back $10. But the way God does it, he'll give it back a hundredfold. And when he gives it back a hundredfold, it ain't 10, it's 1,000. I don't have a witness here. See, tens times ten is one hundred. Ten times a hundred is one thousand. You, when I give, I'm not looking for you to give it back. I'm looking for God to give it back because when He gives it back, it's mind blowing. When He gives it back, it's bigger than I got room for. When He gives it back, it's more than I can expect. When He gives it back, it's more than I can accommodate. He just keeps on giving and keeps on giving and keeps on giving and he multiplies 
So rather, rather than you sit around thinking you've been cheated, remember God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Remember that he is able to do exceeding and abundantly above that you can ask or think. Remember that no matter how much you've done, he can always do more giving back to you. Down home they used to sing, it's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. With arms wide open, he'll pardon you. So you need to be still. Somebody said, be still. You see, you stand still because God put you there. But you be still because God is there with you. My name is Sherman Young and I approve this message. See, see, you be still. You stand still because God put you there. But you be still because he's in there with you. The reason why Moses could say stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which he's going to bring to you today, is because yes, Moses is there. Yes, Israel is there. Yes, Pharaoh and his army is there. But God is there too. And if God is there too, the devil and all the demons can show up in your life, but they can't put a hand on you. If God is there too, whatever the will of your enemy is shall not be done. If God is there too, he will protect you. He will provide for you. He will deliver you. He will strengthen you. He will keep you. He will heal you. God is here. If God took care of Pharaoh and his army, he can take care of Trump and his foolishness. I don't have a witness around this church. If God took care of Pharaoh, he can take care of that prejudice supervisor on your job. If God took care of Pharaoh, he can take care of that backstabbing, hypocritical friend you had that was working against you for the whole time you knew them and you didn't know it. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Baby, don't you try to get folk back because they messed over you. Don't you even spend one day plotting nor planning what you can do to pay your enemy back. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I like the way the old church used to say it. They say, you talk about me just as much as you please. The more you talk, I'm going to bend my knees. I got a seat in the kingdom. And folk that have a covenant in the kingdom, they ain't got to worry about what man will do. Let me tell you this and I'm ready to go now. We only use as much faith as we need when we get in a jam. 
So the tougher the jam, the deeper we dig for more faith. Can I tell you that God gave you everything you need for your life when he gave you the Holy Ghost? You got the faith down in there. Well, why does God let me get in trouble so you can dig it out? Oh, I don't have a witness here. Let me ask you. Over your life, you've seen things happen again and again, new things, different things. But tell the truth. The Bible says in three places in the New Testament, God is faithful. Has he ever let you down? Has he ever not shown up? Oh, I know you lost your job. Yeah, but you didn't lose no weight, so you must have still been eating. I wish I had a witness here. Because even when I lose my job, I don't lose my appetite. Matter of fact, folk that don't work look like they gain weight. Oh, I don't have a witness here. Even if you can't see food in the freezer, doesn't mean that he won't put it on the stove. See, we get all upset because we ain't got nothing in storage. But I heard Jesus say, when you pray, say, give us this day our daily bread. If I don't have nothing in the pantry, nothing in the freezer, it's all right. Just as long as I get it on the stove. And God is able to provide what we need. Whatever is going on, he's able to provide. He's able to feed. He's able to give everything we need. He is the answer to every prayer. He is the solution to every problem. He is the provider of every good and perfect gift. Whatever I need, he is able to supply. And that's what I want to say as I close. Let be and be still and know that he is God. I heard the psalter say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He is the one that provides everything I need. And then he does restore my soul when I am broken busted and disgusted he is the one that restores my soul he is the one that wipes my tears away and when my enemies come in he prepares a table in the presence of my enemies my enemies wanted to harm me they wanted to hurt me they cut me off they cut off my food supply but God will prepare a table in the presence of my enemies and then he anoints my head with oil do you hear me kings 
Ghost are anointed with oil. God anoints me with oil. Do you hear me? And when I think about how good he has been, yeah, uh, yes. When I think about every good thing he's done, come here, Rube. Hold my cup right there. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. When I need, he supplies. I come before him as an empty pitcher before a full fountain. When I need shoes and clothes. He supplies when I need protection from my enemies. He supplies when I need shelter in the time of a storm. He supplies, and you know, He keeps on giving and keeps on giving and keeps on giving. When I come to church, He supplies me with blessings, and when I'm in the house of the Lord, my cup runs over. Yes, my cup, I try to hold my peace, but I got to praise him, I try to sit back and be quiet, but oh, I got a right to praise him, you can't make me doubt him, I know too much about him, he's good, oh, want you to say I'm not going to break down I'm going to break through I'm going to break through my troubles I'm going to break through my trials I'm going to break through my negative situation because God is Once in a while, my cup runs over. When I think about how good he's been to me, my cup runs over. When I think about how he's here. 
Now, I had my moment. Now it's time for you to have yours. If he's been good to you, you ought to clap you. You ought to wave you. You ought to pick them up and put them down. Oh!